Welcome back to the couch, ladies and gentlemen. Episode, uh, it's a number episode. I forget which number, to be honest. Uh, we were just pumping them out like crazy, although we skipped last week. Um, getting it up was tough. Feast week was busy, Max. It was a great episode, but you know, it actually it was one of those episodes where you kind of finished it. Like we finished uh, recording, and I was like, fuck. That's a great episode, uh, and it and it yeah. thinks that it'll never see the light of day. It'll just stay no. in the archives. We released as a bonus episode in seven years. Yeah, exactly. But nevertheless, we're back uh, here to talk some. We're going to talk about college foosball first. Uh, Jordan will join us later to talk uh, some NFL betting, some college betting, uh, and then for the rest of the show as well. But the rankings just came out. It's Tuesday at nine thirty. The rankings came out, I believe, around seven ish tonight. They have the mm-hmm. uh, show. We got Georgia one, we have Michigan two, we have TCU three, we have USC four, um, and then we have Ohio State five and Alabama six. Drop them down, Ohio State. Fuck you. Fuck Ohio State. And then Tennessee is seven. Uh, how Tennessee isn't ranked over Bama? I have don't know. No don't, fucking clue. Um, but nonetheless, Max, let's talk about that Ohio State Michigan game. One of the Ugh. craziest games I have ever seen. Um. Michigan got two in a row. They won in Columbus. Haven't done that since 2000. And what a win it was. Yep. They dominated the line of scrimmage. Dominated the line God. of scrimmage just like last year. It was almost like a copy-paste of last year. It was. God, I hate Ohio State. Uh, I've loved watching them lose. Uh, yeah, it was fucking awesome. 45-23. Michigan just, like you said, dominated. Um, they did it without Corum, just... too. Yeah. It was insane. I I don't really know. Like I don't even understand what happened. I just I yeah, was just it is taking it in with a big smile on my face. Um, they 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 stabbed the the Michigan blue flag in the middle of the O. Uh, brought it brought just it brought a happiness to my heart because Ohio State fans talked so much shit on Twitter about Tennessee. So to see them have their perfect season ruined just makes my heart smile. And God, college football is it's just. The best and worst sport. It brings out the the worst in people, especially me. Um, yeah, it does. It's not it's, not it's, in just uh, you. Sorry, just in everyone. No, 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 no. It it does. Um, but no, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it brings out the worst in people. I had to. I just Twitter is. The, it, I mean, I'm all for freedom of speech, but Jesus Christ, some people are. It's amazing. You watch two games and people just have completely different opinions. Um, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. But yeah, I know uh, you went on a crazy tangent. I I just hate Ohio State. Um. And yeah, it was beautiful to watch that. Um, I don't. I again, I talking about Tennessee real quick. I don't know how we're not ranked over Bama, especially because zero Bama. sense in my opinion. And Bama lost to a, I I mean they lost to a LSU team ranked 14th. Although by the way, LSU all LSU needed to do was win, and they were yep made most likely in the playoff in my opinion. Yeah, no, I I don't understand it. LSU right now is um what are they? They they have. LSU. They're done. They're done unless they beat Georgia this weekend, which they oh, yeah, won't. Uh, but yeah. they dropped. They dropped the game to A and M, and it was yep. like a weird shootout because A and M's offense has sucked all year and just exploded on offense. Uh, yeah. One of the crazier games I've ever seen. But I think, in my opinion, the rankings are are correct right now. Um, I agree with all of them besides the Bama uh, and Tennessee switch. The biggest, I think, storyline besides the. Uh, Michigan Ohio State game was the uh sorry the USC Notre Dame game. Uh, Notre Holy Dame shit. could not get done at USC. One of the greatest rivalries in college football. Um, historically, just go at it every single year. It's so fun to watch. Uh, last week was rival rivalry week. Uh, that combined with it's feast week was just absurd. Uh, but yeah, Caleb Williams looks like an easy. He look he looks like the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, I believe I was he's just minus, ask. like I was just gonna ask. Did, did yeah. that make him? Oh yeah, he's like minus two thousand. Yeah, he's like minus two thousand. Okay. He had some absurd runs, some like Michael Vick esque fucking, I don't even know, like just some of the craziest escapes it was and runs I've ever seen. Oh dude, uh, they could not. It was like he was buttered up. Literally, looks like he was buttered up. Literally, it was insane. Uh, it was he, it was ridiculous. He, but sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I think our, our, our I think our internet's off. Oh, we're mistiming a little bit. Time. Yeah. But um, so my bad. But yeah, no, he literally was just avoiding these tackles and then just throwing darts, like thirty yard darts. Um, he he looked absolutely insane. Um, I wonder if he gets is the 
first quarterback taken over Bryce Young on the uh, in the draft. Yeah, I, in my opinion, I don't think so because I still think Bryce has proven to be like the more composed, complete quarterback at this yeah. at this stage. Uh, Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams just had an unbelievable season, and he doesn't make those and like you know first pick, first draft pick kind of throws. You know, like the sound quarterback techniques yeah. and mechanics and all that. Uh, I don't think he has those just yet, and I don't know if he ever will develop them. But Bryce Young, in my opinion, is still the clear cut one. Um, but I mean, it was an unbelievable weekend in college football. Uh, looking forward to this weekend. We have some championship games, some conference championships. Uh, let's start with yeah. LSU Georgia. Um, I don't think LSU will look as bad as they did la- uh, last week, but. My opinion, Georgia is still by far the best team in college football. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, Georgia minus 17 and a half. That's actually kind of a a little bit of a scary number, so I'm, I don't know if I'm going to touch that. Um, but yeah, to me, Georgia clearly the best. Um, and I don't understand how this is in it. How is this an SEC championship game? Because uh, there is two sides to the division. And so ah. the winner of each side. Oh, Georgia division, won it for East and LSU won it yeah, for yeah. West. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Got there's it. two okay. sides of the conference, divisions, East-West, and whoever wins those uh, divisions play. Got it. All right, still, I yeah, still getting into the whole college football playoff situation. It's kind of confusing. Um, yeah, no, I, I uh, Georgia has this one in the bag to me. I would love to see Notre Dame somehow ruin their season, but I don't think it's going to happen. Or sorry, L- Notre Dame. I would love to see LSU somehow ruin Georgia's season, but I just I don't think that's happening. To be honest with you, um, one game that I think is going to be pretty interesting is Kansas State versus TCU. Um, TCU's minus two and a half here. What do you think? Kansas State's scrappy. Uh, they're they're a decent football team. That's kind of just they've kind of hung around all year and just kind of kept winning in a sense they kept putting together good wins and and now they're here playing tcu for the big 12 championship um my opinion i think tcu minus two and a half is the play i think tcu gets it done but like kansas state's good like this isn't going to be one of those games where tcu is going to dominate front to back i know they're ranked third but in my opinion i still think that they're not great they're not a juggernaut they're not going to touch a team like a georgia so I, I I but I do think they get it done against Kansas State. Um, the other one I really like is Utah versus USC. Right now it's USC minus three. I'm all over that. I think that's a lock in my opinion, right? So these two teams played earlier in the season and USC lost by one. Uh yes. it's their only loss of the season. Yeah, I mean I'm all over I'm all over fucking USC too. They're coming out with a vengeance, and if they win this game, they're in the college football playoff. So in my opinion, yeah. they're you can't lose this game and I don't think they will. No, and I think you're getting Caleb Williams at like peak right now. Um I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the nation obviously and yeah, if if he's if he really wants to be the Heisman, well, I, he obviously wants to be, but if he really is going to like run away with this Heisman, he needs to have a good performance in this game. So, I think that's going to be in the back of his head and I I I'm loving this minus 3 uh for USC early 100%. early pick. Yeah. Let's talk um, about uh, and then, ACC. Yes, that's what I was just going to say. we have Clemson, Clemson Notre Carolina. Dame. Uh, North Carolina is plus 7.5, over under 63.5. I personally am a big fan of North Carolina in this spot. Clemson is not that good. Clemson's not no. a great football team. North Carolina has a great offense. They're going to give up points. But, like, if they're going to give up points to a – sorry. Their defense stinks. They don't really play it. It's kind of interesting. They just don't play defense. But <laughs> – if there's any team that you want to play when you're not playing defense, it's uh, it's going to be Clemson. Clemson's offense is not great. They've been winning low-scoring games this year. Um, and, and Sorry, they've been losing a bunch of games too, but I think the answer, in my opinion, is just UNC plus 7.5. I like them outright as well. I think they actually win this football game. And that's not really? even a whole okay, yeah, UNC I... pick. I'm not even a football UNC guy, no. but... I just think that UNC wins this game outright because I think their offense is just going to be too overwhelming. They're going to come up with big plays and big moments, and their defense is going to do an okay enough job to stop Clemson. Yeah, I um to me this is a stay away game in my opinion. I I just don't trust either of these teams. Um, UNC 
is like you said, they don't play defense. Um, that's going to be, that's going to be tough to, you know, stop Clemson if you don't play defense, even though Clemson's just been all over the place. And that's another reason why I don't want to bet it is just because I don't know how to bet Clemson. They're not good, like you said, but they also have talent, I guess. So it's just to me, like, yeah, right. I'm staying away because I can't find an angle that I really like. Um, it's a little bit too much of a spread that I, for me to like play it. Although I could also see Clemson coming out and just wiping the floor with them. I, yeah, I really see, don't know like, so I'm staying either, away from that game. I either think Clemson wins by like a hundred, or yeah, UNC can UNC wins this game. But uh, yeah. two things. Sorry, college basketball. Illinois minus twelve. They won by twenty eight. So or probably gonna be yeah. more now because they just fouled. But that was skeezy money. And then shout out Joey on the club basketball team here at Fairfield. He uh gave out Marquette minus or sorry Marquette plus five against Baylor and they're up twenty six at half. So shout out Joey. So make money Joey. here. Damn dude. We might Making need to start. We might need to fucking work together and you know figure out a way where you guys have to pay for our picks because. If we're just gonna keep making money like this. I was on USA Moneyline today. I mean, I'm sure everybody was, but dude, my play was just two weeks too early. I had the Polistic, the Polistic money, and plus the money line at plus four ten uh, against uh, Wales or whatever. I think it would have been higher today. today. It would have been a lot higher today. Yeah, yeah. Our RIP Polistic, dude, crushing abdominal. He'll be back though. He'll be good. Uh, he but... crushes nuts. He took a knee to the nuts and then a foot to the nuts. Uh, then he posted yes. a thing on his Snapchat story. You send a Snapchat to somebody, probably the team, and he said, "Like so proud of my fucking guys. You know, yep. I'll be back Saturday." Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, we got it. We got like a fun little group of games here. Um, nothing too crazy, but yeah. Uh, speaking of betting, actually, we'll go over it in the next segment when we talk about NFL because I had a, I had a good NFL week. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. Uh, a little quick segment here. Uh, you know, I just wanted to re- recap college football last week. Talk about the stuff we're looking forward to this week because it is going to be another crazy week. Um, there's not a lot of games though that really matter, in my opinion. You know, like yeah. for I would say the really two big ones are just TCU Kansas State and then um, sorry, what am I missing? Yeah, Utah USC. Like those are the two games, and then I, you know, none, yeah. none of the bowl games uh, are all that exciting. You know, I think Georgia's going to wax LSU, which is you know, SEC championship is usually uh, such a great game. Yep. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's a little college foosball for you guys. When we come back, we're gonna grab Jordan real quick in the waiting room, and then go over some, uh, go over our recap betting weeks, recap our weeks, college football, NFL, NBA, college ball, all that fun stuff. So we'll be right back yep. with more of that. Talk. Welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have Jordan now with us going over some uh, gambling recap. And then, uh, you know, what we got, what we're looking at early for uh, the upcoming weekend. So, Jordan, welcome to the show. How was last weekend? Uh, last weekend actually went swimmingly. <laughs> What's up, Max? <laughs> Nothing? Okay. Um Last weekend, I had another good week in the NFL. I went up about five units again. Hey, uh, um, so yeah, that's hot. going good right now. Max, uh, you were, you were, uh, you've been wanting to talk about this, so why don't, yes, why don't you go crazy about your, uh, you know, your I went eight up eight unit units. Day. I went up eight units, boys, in eight. one day. I took, yeah, one day. Well, it's eight dollars total. I bet a dollar, eight dollars. All right, imagine if your dollars. units were a hundred grand. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't even. <laughs> be up eight hundred. even imagine. <laughs> I'd be up eight hundred grand. Um. Okay. I hit mostly what I hit on was um, I hit uh, what did I do? Oh, a Vikings minus three and a Dallas oh, parlay was kind of the. I know it's a cheap strategy, but it's kind of one that I think I'm going to stick with. And then I also did the Dallas minus three straight up, or sorry, Minnesota minus three straight up because I got it at plus odds. Um, I just put a good amount of money on that one and yeah, I think that was it, but I, I put more units than I usually do. So I hit, I hit nicely on both of those. Um, that was really it. I lost on a, um, Ravens minus three and a half parlayed with the Cowboys money line. Um, I don't know what the fuck happened to the Ravens, but they kind of choked that yeah, one Yeah, they out. choked. Well, but, also, um, I don't bad. think he was in bounds. Yeah. I don't, I really don't think he was in bounds on that play. Yep. So yeah, that was a bad beat for sure. But feeling pretty good. Up eight units, so I got some cash to play with. 
Um, and might go get something off the dollar menu. Might not. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, yeah. No. Overall, Do they still have the dollar menu. Yeah, of course they have the dollar menu. It's a dollar menu. The I, big I chicken's four dollars. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I, they I, have it. Might have got rid of it. Huh. All right. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, I had a very solid week of gambling. I finally started hitting on most of my college basketball picks, which was crazy. Uh, so I nice. had a lot of uh, I had a lot of green to work with for the weekend, and I and I may have blown half of it. So I still ended up around um, around seven units, seven almost seven and a half units. So still a very very good weekend, but unfortunately, uh, you know, kind of blew it all in football. The the stretch of the weekend where it just went from college to NFL. Uh, I didn't I didn't perform well. I didn't do my job. Uh, and it was it was unfortunate. But um, yeah, no. Looking ahead to this weekend, uh, we have some more great NFL games for you guys. Starting with the Bills and Patriots on Thursday night football. Bills are minus four in Gillette. The Bills last two meetings have absolutely uh, dominated the fucking Patriots in literally every way. I think they've scored 80 points in our la- uh, combined in our last two meetings. So not a lot of momentum for the Patriots coming into this game. Played Buffalo, uh, played Minnesota very tough. Uh, honestly, could have been a game that we should have won, you know, barring running into the kicker and then also a kick return for a touchdown. So, Jordan, early thoughts on the Thursday night game. Yeah, it's in Gillette. I love how the Pats are playing right now. Um, I just don't see the Bills losing this, though. I really don't. Um, I, I, I would – if I wasn't the Pats fan, I would probably bet Bills minus four. Max. Why is it that low? I I mean, the Patriots, because well. the Patriots defense has been that good. Like the Patriots defense has been yeah. absurd. Uh, our front seven, you know, Judon has fucking 13 sacks right now. Like it's, it's, he's playing out of his mind. Because it was, it opened at five and a half and I almost grabbed it then. Um, but then I was like, well, let's see what the movement's all about and it's down to four um that is making me scared like i don't know why it's moving like that like to me that sounds like someone knows that maybe uh alan isn't a hundred percent right now or so- something like i don't know what this is about that's why i'm afraid i feel like i'm i feel like i'm definitely gonna end up taking it but i'm a little bit afraid because of the movement um i feel like vegas knows something that we don't because i feel like this is a bait line yeah, you, yeah, you would think to just slam slam the Bills early, but in second thought, yeah. looking at the game a little closer, I, I think it makes sense why this line is what it is. In my opinion, I think it's a, it's very accurate. I don't think it's a miscalculation, but in my opinion, I'm kind of with Jordan. Uh, I don't think the Bills lose by – or sorry, win by less than a touchdown. Um, I think they just – I think their offense is just too much right now. Yeah. I, Our secondary I, is going to get torched, so – yeah, I grabbed um I did a parlay of Buffalo money line and then the Chiefs minus two. That's plus one sixty seven. Um Chiefs come in, they're playing oh shoot. Um hold on. Sorry, 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 sorry. I should have had this pulled up. The Chiefs are playing the Bengals, who are actually pretty solid. They they look they're looking better. Um I think, I think that they're gonna be able to get to Burrow. Um I know he only got sacked once last game, but he definitely could have gotten sacked more. He got kind of bailed out a couple of times um, through scrambling and whatnot. I, I think I think the Chiefs can get this done by uh, two points. I think they're, in my opinion right now, the best team in the league, the most complete. I agree. I like that line. Uh, Jordan, do you have any other picks, early leans, uh, Any anything you that stands uh, out to you on the board? You go, and, you go, and I'll go after you. All righty. I'm going to take rounds minus seven against the Texans. Uh, this is the Deshaun Watson return game. Obviously, he hasn't played for uh, bad reasons, but um, I, I I think that Deshaun Watson is 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 ready to play. This guy was an absolute baller before he got suspended for those uh, sexual misconducts. And in my opinion, I think this Browns team is really good too. They're riding a high, coming off of a great win against Tampa Bay, who I mean also tried to hand them the game in every way and and successfully did. But yeah, I I think the Browns are great. I think they're going to be a very good football team uh, with Deshaun Watson coming back. And then the other thing is, I think this Texans team is fucking horrible. Uh, I think they're really, really bad. They could have easily gotten shut out by the Dolphins if Tua had played in the second half. They couldn't even score in the second half. Or sorry, they didn't even score in the second half um, because Tua was out. So I I like the uh, Browns minus seven early lead for me. 
Yeah, right. I grabbed um oh sorry, go ahead, Jordan. My bad. Um early lean. I'm gonna go the Dolphins plus four against the Niners. I love the Niners and I talk about them a lot, but I think I don't know. For some reason that line is just kind of fishy to me. I think I would have expected the Niners to be heavier favorites, and I think a lot of people are gonna be on the Niners um come game time. So I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. Um for me, I'm grabbing the Vikings minus three against the Jets, and then I'm grabbing I'm parlaying that with the Ravens money line against the Broncos. Um Broncos are just in shambles. Uh one of the most just disappointing teams in the league right now. So I think the Ravens, although they're coming off a tough loss to the Jags, I think they can still get it done. And then in terms of the Vikings, um, we got a couple things going. It's not a primetime game. So Kirk Cousins is going to play well, hopefully. And then although the Jets look better with um, Mike White, it's Mike White. Like, I don't know how much I like that. The, Justin Jeff, like, I don't know. I, I just like this game. I could see Sauce Gardner completely locking down Justin Jefferson, though. That could be an issue that I have. But I do like the Vikings minus three. Jordan, do you have anything? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, not that oh, I'm at a loss right now, but, um, you know, it's it's tough every week to give out these these games on a Tuesday or a Monday sometimes, but uh, we're going to do our best to be accurate as we can. That's actually, you um, know what? I don't know why we haven't made that an excuse as to why we can't hit these parlays. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Kind of... it's um, <clears throat> if you parlay Minnesota minus three and Buffalo minus four, it's plus two fifty six. So I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna put it, um a little unit on that. Don't Ooh. do that, anyone listening. Don't do that. Don't do that. Why? That's a dumb play. <laughs> Why is that dumb play? Parlays of spreads are not uh, profitable, but that's all right. That's true. He has a point. He has a point. We're professional okay. gamblers over here. Remember, guys, we we do this for not a gonna do that. We... Don't so don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> we uh we research probably gambling picks more than it's... we actually do for our papers and such. So that, that, that is that, that, tells that us is something about us. true. That is very true. Um, do you think uh is parlaying spread and then money line a good system? Because that's been hitting for me. It's better, much better. All right, we're learning. We're learning. <laughs> we learn together, right, friends? Yeah. Um, yeah, just no, like I we taught you how to putt. On the on on the yes, uh, dude. The oh my game. god, Butsy transformed my putt. <laughs> I may have been very drunk and it was hard to learn, but whoa, that yeah. putt's transform transformed. We can still get it. Okay, we can. Life. Oh yeah. So yeah, we were. Uh, yeah, we were just. You've admitted nice to. Night. You told the story about Penn's. You went to a Penn State hockey game and you tried to get beer and they didn't have. Oh any, yeah, they so. can't. They yeah. Well, I didn't try. My my friends tried. Uh, but anyways, no. Um, I like the I like parlays where you kind of have a couple of big money lines favorites that are like that those parlay together get you somewhere around even odds in my opinion i like those a lot um like but those. i'll tell you what i'm really big into is is teasers uh teasers i had a great tease on thanksgiving i had a 10.3 team tease with the bills uh just to win oh. i needed the cowboys just to win and then the patriots plus 13 and a, or plus 13 which got a little hairy for a sec. I'm not going to lie. That was a little scary there, yeah. Got a little hairy, but and nevertheless, the teaser finished job. Um, teasers, for those that don't know, you can uh, put together a uh, kind of like a parlay where you're getting points. Uh, so, like, if you want to do two teams, you can get six teams for or six points on each team or whatever spread you choose. And that gets you basically even odds, and then you can bet from there. So, I like betting teasers because getting points is always great. Yeah, and those can be teams... Yeah, yeah. If it's like a high favorite, like a like a minus twelve or something, you can tease them down to minus six, two teams down to minus six. Yeah, where it's like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think this team will win by a touchdown, yeah. but I think they'll win the football game. Then you kind of tease yeah. that down. But I'm a big teaser guy, Jordan. Um, like any kind of any kind of parlays, teasers lately? No, I, I, um, I stay away from the teasers. I've had bad experiences with them. Uh, parlays, I think, um, like two teamers with. Like a money line and a spread, like Max said, that works. Um, you know, if if you if you research the picks and stuff, that's not a bad strategy. Also, um, like an over or under with a spread, I I'm a big fan of those two teamers. Um, but picking two spreads is just it, it's like the amount of times some bullshit happens in a football game, it just doesn't work out. I agree. It's it's okay. That's fair. Actually, no, sorry, I just said I agree. I don't agree. I understand your point. That's what I meant to say. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that's it on the gambling front. Jordan, did Wait, you let's let's oh. 
give out our mortal locks. Oh, mortal lock parlay. Got to hit one of these yes. uh, while we figure this out. Jordan, have you? Uh, did you look at any of the college basketball or college football stuff for this upcoming weekend and and uh, um, see any of those lines? No, I did not. Why? Well, just just wanted your opinion. Just wanted to know if you <laughs> if you if you knew of any because Max and I kind of gave up where we were headed on that and our college football segment to start the show. So didn't know if you uh, had any early leans on those. No, I don't. But I am hopefully going to get to watch some of those games because I watched the um, Michigan-Ohio State game and it was absolutely unbelievable. But Mortal Lock Parlay, um, I only gave out one pick, so it's going to be the Dolphins for me. Um, Max. Real quick, but it's, my Mortal Lock is um, – oh, shoot. Hold on. Okay. Um. Hmm. I'm between Vikings minus three or, or you know what? Uh Chiefs minus two is my is my mortal lock parlay. Or play. Alrighty. Not parlay. And I am going to take the Browns. I think that's the only pick I gave out. Only kind of thing that only play in my opinion that jumps off the board to me this early. So I think that's it. We have the Browns minus seven. We have the Chiefs minus two and the uh Dolphins plus four. Yes, and for college football, Butsy, let's take TCU um, money line along with the USC minus three. That's a plus two forty five parlay for our college football lock parlay. I like those two. Uh, those lock are definitely plays out. that I will be putting my hard earned money on uh, this weekend because those those jumped off the uh, page to me, and I was like, all right, I have to have to hammer these. Um, <clears throat> let's transition oh, yeah. now into an event that happened today. The USA, uh, USA men's soccer team, U.S. men's national team, took care of Iran, um, one nil. I think they say in 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 soccer terms because it is soccer, mm-hmm. not football. Uh, but big win for the country. I think everybody cashed that bet today. Uh, I think eighty two percent of the money and like ninety two percent of the public were on USA money line. And I don't think, I think everybody had a great day today because I'm pretty sure out of everyone who bets. I would go as far to say 70% of betters were on USA Moneyline today. Yeah, I think it, I saw it, it was like 84 and 92 or so, something like that. But yeah, no, it was, it was beautiful. Um, I, I'm kicking myself for not taking the Pulisic and USA Moneyline like I did against Wales, as I mentioned. Uh, that was tough, but beautiful game. Um, the ending, dude, holy fuck. Because... The uh, USA needed to tie, or if they, they tied, to they were out. Yeah, they needed to win. If they tied, they were out. So as the time's going down, it's 1-0. And it's honestly getting worse and worse for the USA because um, if Iran scores when there's like no time left, there's no time for us to score, obviously. And if they tied it up on like a last-second goal, that would be worst-case scenario. So it got real intense there. Did you see that play where... They they were literally about to score, and then the USA player came behind and kicked it out right at the last second because it got past the goalie. Fairfield yeah, alum, it was, shout out. It was close, yeah. Shout out Matt Turner, Fairfield alum. Uh, but we almost gave up that penalty. It was never a penalty. That was a flop <clears throat> through and no. through. But Dude, um, dirty game. Iranians <clears throat> a little dirty. Yeah, there was uh there were it was it got a little choppy, uh, mainly in the second half. First half was pretty clean. USA kind of dominated. Yeah. Iran, you know, said. I guess kind of in the locker room, if we need to win this game, we got to fucking start dirtying it up. And that's exactly what they did. They uh, played a little physical, uh, a little more physical than I was expecting out of them. But uh, we're through to Netherlands in the round of 16, the knockout stages of the good. World Cup. Netherlands is great. Virgil van Dijk, they have a great midfield. De Jong, Frankie De Jong uh, is unbelievable. Um, and then, of course, the pie up front and Gakpo, who scored in every group stage goal or a great uh, group stage Scored a goal in every group stage game. There you go. So, yeah, no, this Netherlands team is great. Uh, do I think the U.S. has a chance? Absolutely. Uh, do I like our chances? No, not early. No. I, don't, I really don't like our chances because the Netherlands, I think, have actually the potential to win the whole World Cup. But uh, nevertheless, that's I guess that's talking soccer, Jordan. Um, do we got any update on our on our guy, Pulisic? Is, is he Pulisic? Playing? He's back. playing. Yeah, he said he'll be ready for Saturday. Uh, he kind of took a shot to the, to the nuts – like twice hernia harry yeah he got yeah shout out hernia harry uh but he got hit in the nuts by the goalkeeper's uh foot and then his knee Knee. yes we took a fat knee to the crotch and and from our male (laughs) listeners which i assume is a hundred percent of us uh that hurts 
that really fucking hurts. Uh, so, but he said, he said, he sent a Snapchat uh, when he was getting looked at and he said, um, you know, so proud of this fucking team. Like I'll be ready to go Saturday. So uh, him a hundred percent. I mean, soccer players, you know, let's it was just weird honest. that it was a picture of his dick. <laughs> let's be honest. He, uh, yeah, he, um, so- soccer players kind of milk injuries big time. Uh, if they kind of get a little bruised, they could be out for the whole game. So that's soccer, but, Nevertheless, he'll be yeah. back for Saturday. So very, very excited to hear that news. It was it's and, it's honestly ridiculous how um they can get lightly tapped and then they lay on the ground and hold their leg. They all oh, fuck. They all do this. So like if a soccer player did that, <laughs> he'd be holding his leg like this, <laughs> screaming, That's and then true. he just lays there for like two minutes let's and not, then gets let's up. Not hate on soccer during. Yeah, hold on. I was actually soccer segment. I was actually, yeah, we haven't talked soccer on this show, I think, ever. And the first time we talk about it, we're just ripping on it. But no, I'm going to defend soccer here because we were playing flag football last night and I caught a cleat to the knee or like a some guy's studs to the inside of my knee. And I thought I was like going to cry. Yeah, that, like that sucks. That is one of the most painful things. So when these guys get their toes stepped on or their calves spiked by these, you know, premium no, grade steel where, metal like, spikes, clearly that, even- that shit hurts. Yeah, but there's there like there's a play today where um, I've, the Iranian player completely missed the the um, Robinson's leg. Like he didn't even contact him, and Robinson just dropped to the ground. Yeah, they do that a lot. And milked too. it so he could get a call. Yeah, they do that. It, a it's lot. stuff like that. Obviously, when you get a cleat to the leg, and then most of it, obviously too, is they're probably taking a break because they're sprinting for like forty five minutes straight. I think they're so, the best. Yeah. I think they're the most in shape athletes. Have to be. Yes, they um, have. I to agree be. with that. Yeah, they have to be endurance wise for sure. They've got some crazy uh, cardiovascular shit going on. It's it's impressive. I love soccer. It's like a well, talkie basically on grass. Yeah, I like it. it's growing on me more and more as I uh, learn learn it more and more. But yeah, that's talking soccer. We have to, we had to talk about it. The U.S. getting it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to some NFL news from this past weekend. Uh, let's start on, you guys want to start on Thanksgiving? Give a quick little Thanksgiving Turkey Turkey Day recap. Um, early game, uh, the looks kind of like for a while there, the Lions were going to squeeze it out. I, I was worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, are we like, are we worried about the Bills right now? Because they have really not looked good. Um, they looked unbeatable for like, I don't know, six or seven weeks. And now they're really like sliding, even though they're still winning games. They do not look the same to me. I think Josh Allen has taken a step back from where he was to. I'm like, I, I still, you know, I said the Bills would cover against the Pats this weekend, but I'm thinking long term, I don't see them contending. Um, I don't see them getting to the Super Bowl. Not the way they're playing right now, I'll tell you that much. Um, I think, I don't know why, <clears throat> excuse me, like their offense is just not the, I don't know if they're getting figured out and teams are game planning better and, and they're, you know, they're, I guess secret is coming out, but like their deep ball threat is just not what it was for the last, I don't know, for the previous, for like the last half of uh, last season. And then the opening games of this season, I mean, they used to be able to just huck it up and there'd be somebody there. It kind of looked a little chiefs esque for a while there. Um, but their receivers aren't getting as open. Uh, Allen doesn't have a lot of time. Allen's been having to make so many plays with his legs. Uh, which I think is obviously hurting their passing game as well and overall their offense. But, yeah, I mean, their defense, too, has been giving up some points. Uh, I know we've kind of came – I came into the season at least praising their defense uh, as well as their offense, but their defense has been very vulnerable. Um, You know, granted the Lions are a pretty decent offensive team, like the good defenses can can shut down a team like that Uh, where it's they're, you know, not that skilled, but they have some explosive players. Uh. So yeah, you know, I think it's time to. You're hovering over the panic button if you're a Vikings fan or um, Bills fan, especially, you know, barring how this weekend goes with uh, with New England. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I don't I don't have anything more to add on to that. You guys covered it really well. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, oh, Giants. Oh, what's up? Oh yeah, Giants. Yeah, I was just going to transition to the Giants Cowboys game. Uh, what do you want to say about the Giants? I was just going to say, I think watching that game it was not as close as the final score it was 28 20 at the end it was kind of a, a garbage time touchdown from the giants um i think the cowboys are really legit i would not be surprised yeah. at all if they come out of the nfc um the way dax plan i i really like 
Um, they're running the ball really well. That that two headed monster was Zeke and Pollard. Everyone, you know, kind of was shitting on Zeke for a little bit. Um, and he's still got some juice. Like he, he you can you can see it. He's not quite as explosive as he was, obviously. Um, but that's what they have Pollard for. And Zeke still has a lot left in the tank, I think. I really like this team. Their defense still obviously phenomenal. Um, so yeah, Cowboys, I'm not if someone told me they were, you know, the favorite to come out of the NFC, I don't think I would have an argument against it. Yeah, I don't think I would either. Uh the the way their defense played was is is just they're playing at such a high level right now. Uh offensively, this two-headed backfield of Pollard and Zeke. I literally start both of them in fantasy because one of them is going to get 200 yards total and two touchdowns. Like it, it's just a matter of who each week. Um, they're running their passing game out of the backfield is absurd. When Pollard gets the ball in space, he's so elusive. And I mean, even coming out of the backfield, he's elusive. And then Zeke has looked uh, more and more like his older self where he's been able to get downhill and make a guy miss every now and then and run through people. We're seeing a little more of the old Zeke and, you know, passing the ball wise, CD lamb has just been a monster. Dalton Schultz, great red zone target uh, on top of a great defense. And honestly, historically, pretty decent coach and Mike McCarthy he's just fat so but I yeah, mean this I'm Cowboys not, team is legit I think the I think their one fallback is Mike McCarthy I don't think he's a great coach especially when it comes to clock management um yeah and like late game uh decision making but I still think just their roster and the way they're playing is really like fun to watch even though I don't like the Cowboys generally yeah Max how do you think this like what like the Giants have lost uh two in a row now um, are they kind of coming out as fraudulent late in the season or sorry, towards the end of the season? Um, well, real quick, I want to mention Tony Pollard. I think he's a great like running back as well. Who's been opening up the field a lot for um, Dallas. I think he's a better like runner than Zeke, but Zeke's a better blocker. So that's kind of why they have like a nice little trade off. Like at this point, Tony Pollard, I feel like he's breaking off like five to seven yard runs every time he carries the ball whereas Zeke is more short yardage back but his blocking is elite and I don't think Tony Pollard's there yet blocking wise um the Giants yeah I think the Giants are a little bit fraudulent and because basically what they're doing uh Dayball is doing with Daniel Jones is he's not really making him do anything too crazy he's sort of you know making it real simplified and I think when you're playing like elite teams and elite defenses like Micah Parson and Dallas like Micah Parsons in Dallas, rather, you're going to have to, you know, be a little bit more um, advanced in your play calls and what you do with your quarterback. And I just don't think Daniel Jones is the quarterback that can be successful at that. And because of that, I think I do think they're fraudulent, but they also have some of like the most injuries to starters, I think was a stat I saw. Or no, maybe that's Denver. Actually, I think that's Denver. But um, I know that the Giants like have had some injuries as well. Um, I mean, everyone's injured. It's late in the season, but to me, I think the Giants are were a little bit fraudulent, but honestly, we should have expected this because they were overplaying expectation anyway. So is it more that they're fraudulent or that they're regressing to the normal mean? Yeah, that's that could be true. That I mean, regression was definitely expected and had to happen at some point. Yeah. I think Dayball's still a really good coach. Um, and making it simple for a young QB who's not like super talented. No, that's good. Yeah, it's a good thing. I also think their receiving core is just that they have no one like it's actually hard to watch their receivers. Um, yeah. So I, I can't put it all on Daniel Jones. I think he's taken a big step this year. They were not, their goal is not to win a Super Bowl this year. If they can make the playoffs, no. if they can, you know, just have a good year, um, see some progression from Daniel Jones and then, you know, somehow rebuild this receiving core in the off season that they're going to be uh, really happy. So I'm not, you know, too concerned about, the Giants just because of the expectations like they're they're so far overachieving so yeah what if they get I, um sorry what if they get Jimmy G or Derek Carr do you like them doing that or do you like them going that's after worse, that's a worse um, decision yeah do you, so you, you want them to build through the trap the draft yeah well build through the draft and and get a receiver you don't really like he's Daniel Jones is salvageable in my opinion I, I like he's not great but he's been decent this year. I think he's taken steps in the right direction these past few years. And I I think he's salvageable, but like going to get a guy like Derek Carr, who's not great, clearly. Uh they he has a bad coach, granted. He has a terrible coach in Josh McDaniels, but like Jimmy Garoppolo, another just mediocre quarterback. So I don't think 
going out and getting another guy at QB is the is the thing that the Giants should do. Uh, I think they should start building through the receiving core and tight ends and draft and um, you know, try to find a way to get a, a big time receiver because honestly, like this team is exciting. Like they showed flashes that they could be a good football team. And while they were very much overachieving, like they they were still good. And I still think that they're a good football team. But what I want to say about the regression is now we have to see how far they fall, right? If they kind of become a 500 team, you'll be like, all right, that's kind of where people had them. But if they drop like below 500 and just start losing consecutive, consecutive games like this late in the season, you kind of have to say, wow, they really were just a bunch of frauds. So um, I also don't want to like kind of say that the Giants are salvageable or that the Giants are like one or two moves away from, you know, potentially making a Super Bowl run. I still think they're very far from that. But, you know, those are just those are just my thoughts on the Giants. Yeah. All righty. Let's talk about the Patriots Vikings. Uh, Great game. Great, great, great Thursday night game to close out. Uh. Turkey Day. Um, Vikings got it done, unfortunately, against the Patriots. A uh, few miscues by the Patriots on special teams. I would kind of would go as far to say that that's the reason they lost was the, were those miscues. Yeah, I think. Oh, the hit on the punter, Jesus Christ, that was terrible. Um, the field of punt was bad. Like they had, they just those miscues. Honestly, like you said, lost in the game completely. Yeah, I I am also I'm not sure why we're trying to block a punt in that scenario. It just sem- seems like it wasn't necessary in my opinion. Um obviously it's a it's a big mistake by whoever the player was who runs into the guy, but I also think that's just a bad play call because you know that happens so often, the running into the um kicker on punts. So yeah, that was hard to watch. I think the Pats completely outplayed the Vikings um this entire game except for the kick return, and then we shot ourselves in the foot with the running into the kicker. The Pats look great to me. Um, Belichick, I don't know, you know, if he's the one who called the the fake punt or or it's not the fake punt, the punt block or not. But either either way, I think he's still a top three coach in the league. I think he's unbelievable on defense and game planning. No one is disciplined like the Pats. Um, we don't get penalized, and the Vikings are a far more talented team than us, and we. Could have easily won that game. In terms of the Vikings, I I think they might actually be a little fraudulent. They haven't um shown that they can beat the top tier teams, and struggling with a team that's you know not nearly as talented as them in the Pats, I don't think that's a a good sign for them going forward. Yeah, I in my my big thing for the Vikings is, well, I think this is more a problem to the Patriots in my opinion, but like Bill can come in and just absolutely out coach a guy from start to finish. Um, we've seen that with the Jets literally for the last, I don't know, fucking seven years. Sorry, sorry, my, my roommate's here and he's a Jets fan. But anyways, um, yeah, no, we've just seen Bill come in and absolutely outcoach teams. Uh, O'Connell, that's his name, right, Kevin O'Connell? I believe that's his name. Uh, he yes. is a first-year coach, and it's the greatest start in Vikings history for a first-year coach. Uh, but, like, Bill can come in and just absolutely outcoach him, whether, like, I, th- I think at the end of the day, the Vikings' talent was too much for us. Uh, and like Jordan said, we still could have easily won that game without the special teams miscues, the return uh, kickoff, and then also the the um, the roughing the or running into the kicker penalty. Like, it's just I don't know. I don't know. I just think that Bill's a great coach, and I think it says more about how good of a coach he is than I think how fraudulent the Vikings are. But they won't be able to beat a good team because I still think like um, the top coaches in the league, like Andy Reid and. Um, Sean McDermott will still be able to outcoach them. Yeah. That's it. You do Max, do you don't have anything to say? No, I I, I like the Vikings and I don't know. I mean, it's I feel like with them is they win they win these games and then like I start to like them again and then they drop a game. Like to me, I feel like they have put now that I bet on them, of course, like I feel like they're gonna drop a game to like they're playing the Jets, right? Um I don't know. So I'm a little worried. Uh, it seems to me like they follow this weird trend. As I said, they just, they look good and they look bad. So um, I'm not really sure if they're a fraud or not. I do. I I will say I like Kirk Cousins a little bit more than other people do. And I think if you have Justin Jefferson, as I said, in the deleted in the forgotten pod, um, you can win any game just because of how elite he is. And um just the catches he makes are like he makes like one shocking catch a game at this point. Um 
And yeah, because of that, I just think like and Thielen's good. Like they they have some weapons. TJ um, Hawkinson. So yeah, game was big. Oh, yeah. What's their back's name? I forget his name. Dalvin Cook and Madison yeah, Dalvin too. Cook, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they they just got some guys offensively, defensively. Like you know they're eh, they hold up. Um, and yeah, I, I like them. They they seem. They, I mean they they've had like a relatively simple schedule too though. So it might be the thing that they are, do end up being frauds in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's let's take a little break. Uh, almost out of time in this Zoom. When we come back, gonna go over some highlights from the uh, Sunday slate. That was a nice little Turkey Day recap for the boys. But when we come back, we'll recap uh Sunday and then Monday as well across the National Football League. So we'll be right back with that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to uh the program here. Uh, let's recap a little Week Twelve in the NFL. Um. You guys want to do the thing where we kind of pick a game, like pick one of our favorite games, and I'll talk about it, and then wow, it's you are Max taking yeah. the sunglasses off after like two hours. Well, yeah, you t- you had yours on, and it felt better, but then I didn't want to be the douche with just sunglasses on, you know. So that's fair. Uh, kind of a shitty, shitty week weekend in the NFL. Uh, some bad games with the Niners, Saints, Chiefs, Rams. Let's talk about the Chargers Cardinals. Uh, that was actually one of the more exciting games of the weekend. The Chargers uh, beating the Cardinals 25-24 on a two-point conversion uh, when they really didn't need to go for it. All they needed was the extra point, and they just said, fuck it, we want game, and 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 ended the game in in uh, Arizona. They beat the Cardinals. Do you guys think the Chargers could potentially make a playoff run? Playoff push? Any kind of, like, playoff hopes for this team? <laughs> I don't know. What's their record, you know? It's uh, not great. Honestly, that's that's why I'm kind of saying, do they have any? Say they're six and five, six and five. Um, in the uh, sorry, in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a chance. I don't think so, which is really shocking because before this year, I thought they were like close to contenders. I think they're. I don't. I'm not a fan of their coach at all. Uh, Brandon Staley. I think. Yeah. I, I think he needs to go. You need to get Herbert. Someone. Um better than like he he's like wasting so much of having one of the best quarterbacks in the league in my opinion like you need a you need a guy who's better than that uh cliff obviously has to go too for the cards so that was a battle of coaches that are getting fired soon but <laughs> that's true <laughs> but yeah so Chargers, it's so perfectly true i would have to look at their schedule but i don't i don't know it's possible i guess but i just think poorly coached teams don't generally make the playoffs max did you catch this game I was uh, flying home, so I missed it. It was it was honestly a really good game. Uh, it was a little sloppy there for a little bit. Herbert threw almost two picks. One uh, had to get looked at and was called back, and the other was dropped. So, yeah, no, it was a, it was kind of a sloppy game in my opinion. And I agree, Jordan. I think Herbert is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, talent wise. Uh, and I really do think that if you get him a good head coach, this team like he'll he'll do better but then this team will also in my opinion succeed a lot more uh and will have a much higher ceiling uh this guy doesn't know football i don't know what to say he uh staley doesn't seem to know football and he's a little too ballsy he kind of just like seems like he's playing madden 24 7 where it's just always go for it on fourth down no matter where you are or what downage it is or how far you have to go but um nevertheless they're still absurdly talented i think at the end of the day that's what won them the game if you're arizona that's like one of those games where you're tanking and you're just or you're going downhill really fast and you're kind of like thinking, oh, maybe, maybe we can catch a win and turn the season around. And then they go for it on two in your stadium and get it. And now your season is completely in the shitter if you're an Arizona fan. And Cliff is 100% on his way out after this season. Yeah. Um. So I have a question for you boys. Would you rather be a Denver Broncos fan? or a Lakers fan. Both have pretty terrible situations. Mm. Um, both have no draft capital for the future, and they're tied into some bad contracts for the foreseeable future. Um, which one do you think has the better chances of being successful? Which fan base would you rather be? That's it. I think I think long-term, it's definitely the Lakers. Actually, short-term, too. I think it's the Lakers. Um Obviously, in the long term, you're Los Angeles, so you're always going to be able to get free agents. Um, True. If you know you're ever able to draft someone who's good, uh, and they can attract another free agent, that that is a very likely possibility. And then in the short term, I mean, they're they're getting better. They're 
they're not like bottom of the barrel team like the Broncos are. I think the Broncos like this Russell Wilson contract is going to be the worst contract in the NFL for until it's over. Um, yep. Along with the fact that you don't have a good coach and it's not like there's just good coaches growing on trees. Like you can't just fire him and, and get someone really good in there. It's really, it's gotta be depressing for that defense to play the way they do every week, hold teams to, you know, under 20, um, under 24 and still just watch their offense go out and go three and out and punt every time down the field. So yeah, I would be demoralized if I was a Broncos fan and the future doesn't look bright. So they like they have they have to go through a full rebuild after Russ. Yeah, there was a stat that through week nine, I believe, if they had literally just scored eighteen points each week, just eighteen points, they would be eight and one. Like this defense is doing an incredible job, and this offense sucks. Um, but Jordan, I kind of want to pose this question to you because you know I watched part of my take, and they interviewed Nathaniel Hackett at the beginning of the season. Everyone's like, "Fuck, this guy's awesome! Like this guy's gonna be great." You know, great guy. Love Nathaniel Hackett. And then he comes in and has been arguably the worst coach in the NFL. Maybe him or McDaniels. It's 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 a race of shitty-ass coaches. Um, so how much of this is on Russ? And how much of this is on Hackett and, I guess, kind of the way that he's doing things? Because obviously it's not compatible with Russ. Yeah, I think it's kind of somewhat hard to tell. Um, because Russ has been good every other year of his career. But... I mean, if you're a Broncos fan, you want to just put the whole thing on Hackett and say, oh, it's the coach's fault. Like, we'll fire him. We'll get a new guy and we'll be good. Um, I don't think that's the case. I think Russ has clearly taken a step back. Not the same player he was. Um, clearly not as athletic. Um, can't make, you know, the same type of plays. And he's missing throws. He's missing reads. He's doing like there's there's very few redeeming things you can say about Russ's season. Up until now, maybe a new coach will help. It it obviously it can't get any worse, but I don't see them ever being contenders with Russ. I completely yeah, agree. It's a pretty shit situation they got going on because they gave up so much draft capital to get him. Um, yeah. yeah, just fucking sucks. Um, and we saw the frustration of the defense when they were that guy was the defensive lineman was screaming in Russ's face. So it's clearly. And he's not a likable guy, I guess. Um, all the Seahawks players and former players, all of his former teammates are taking jabs at him as often as they can via Twitter, um, at the podium after the game, stuff like that. So clearly he wasn't really that liked, well liked. So um, yeah, they're in a shit situation. They better just hope that he like retires or something. Yeah. Um I let's move on to actually uh team the Max was just talking about the Seahawks. Seahawks and Raiders. What a fucking electric game that was. Uh, both defenses couldn't get stops. It was back and forth, back and forth. Final score, 40-34 to 34 Raiders in overtime. Josh Jacobs, of course, breaking off an incredible 84-yard run to end the game. Um, kind of lucky on the Raiders. I don't know. I mean, is it, is it Raiders luck? Was it just, you know, a good game by the, uh, the Raiders? Or, you know, did the Seahawks do anything that was a little uncharacteristic because – you know, they've been playing well all season as well, and this could, you know, I'm asking a lot of questions, but could this be another case of another team just kind of like Max said earlier, regressing to the mean? That's good um, their defense point. is terrible. Sorry, Jordan. Their defense is terrible. That's really mostly what it is. They can score kind of at will, but um, until they start playing better defense, like they're just not going to be able to, like they're going to, they're, they're going to like have to rely on outscoring opponents to win. I mean, obviously that's what every game is about, but like they're gonna be, you're gonna. It's good to hit those overs on that, on the um games with them in it because they just can't get a stop really. Yeah, kind of took the words out of my mouth. They have they have a ton of weapons on offense, um, and Gino somehow just playing out of his mind. Um, I don't know if he's playing out of his mind or if he's actually this good now. Maybe he's just gotten a lot better. But yeah, the defense needs work. You can't give up 229 rushing yards to one guy, um, and expect to win a game. So. I think, yeah, maybe maybe regressing a little bit to the mean. I don't know exactly how well their defense was playing before, but obviously they weren't giving up 40 points and winning games. Um, I still think they can they can potentially like win a playoff game. I, I could see them getting um, through the wild card round, but that's as far as I see. Yeah, so kind of the second half of my question was, like, do you think that this was kind of a slip in the road and that they're still – you know, a winning football team and can put together a, like a solid winning season. And like you said, win a playoff game or 
are they not that good? And we're going to start seeing a little slippage from the Seahawks going forward. Yeah, I, I think I think it, it's kind of, you know, one of those games in the NFL where you're playing a talented team. Obviously, um, the Raiders have had a really bad season, but they still have a lot of talent and it's it's not, you know, nothing comes easy in the NFL. So you're going to lose a couple games that maybe you feel like you shouldn't. Um, but yeah, I, I think they can definitely still go on to have a winning season. Uh, Pete Carroll, I think I have a, a lot of respect for as a coach. Um, and he's done a great job with, you know, Russ leaving and, and bringing Gino in. I think they can, uh, kind of turn it around, hopefully make the playoffs and see if they can, you know, squeeze out a game. Yeah. I agree with that. Thanks. Thanks for your, uh, analysis, Max. Appreciate Welcome. the confirmation on what Jordan said. Um, let's can move I, on uh, now. Can I pose one one oh, scenario? Oh, yeah, of course. of course. Sure. So, yeah. Green Bay and Philadelphia played a game. Wow, dude. Weekend. Wow. Our, by the way, sorry to cut you off. I was about to go directly to that game too. So our brains okay. are well. They're on some some good. some synapses shit. <laughs> uh, great game. Now here's a scenario. Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Mm. This kid Jordan Love comes in okay we've all we all, mm. we all know Jordan love he got drafted a while ago high pick mm-hmm. uh made aaron Rodgers upset whatever yeah. he played a couple years ago we all saw him we're like oh that guy stinks why'd they draft him he Ooh. comes in last night guy goes six for nine for 113 and a touchdown um not only that but just passed the eye test in every way for me like just the way the ball came out of his hands the the you know the zip he had on it um the accuracy like now the Packers are in a weird spot because they're not going anywhere this year. Do you like, do you sit Aaron Rodgers? Do you play Jordan Love and see like, are we going to be able to, you know, once Aaron retires, is this our guy? Or if you, if you don't want to do that, if you want to contend with Rodgers, like maybe you play Jordan Love, let other teams see how good he is and then trade him for, you know, people to help Rodgers win in, in the short term. What do you guys think? Yeah, that's a crazy hypothetical. Like, wow. Uh I'm going to I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the medium, honestly. I'm going to go with some kind of in the middle ground. Uh I think there's a lot of weeks left or there is a lot of weeks left. Uh we're only on week 13 and I know I say only but we're already there, which is fucking crazy. I say it every week. But I think you got like you have to let the uh like you have to let Rodgers play against the Bears. Like you're not gonna bench Rodgers now when he's literally playing the Bears next week. And so it's one of I those... don't think I don't think they will. My my question is, do you think they should? Because I would lean towards yes, they should. Yeah, I w- no, I agree. Yeah, like I you I don't think you should bench him against Green uh uh sorry Chicago and it won't happen. But I would like to see Jordan Love. Uh, you know, in a situation where the Packers aren't gonna make the playoffs. Like once they're mathematically eliminated, I think they'll do it. But until then, I don't know if they're gonna throw him in. I would like to see him in. I would personally, as a coach, throw him in now or throw him in in like the next two weeks. But I think once the pa- uh, Packers become mathematically eliminated, uh, we we'll hopefully we get like three solid weeks of Jordan Love. That would be that would be great. Yeah, I agree. I think they should do that and build for the future. Um, because either way, like it's a win-win outcome. It's either, um. Like this could be Rogers last year potentially. I don't know if it will be, but he, he's definitely getting up there in age. Um, I yeah, and I think it's a win-win. Like you, you get either experience for uh, Jordan Love, you get time for Rogers to heal up if needed, like for the next season if he's deciding to come back. Although he'll have time in the off season as well, but it's just extra time because when you're older, it's harder to heal from stuff, and he is beat up. And then um. Yeah, and you can also tell him, like, hey, we're looking for Jordan Love to play well so we can flip him to get you some um, weapons. And if he is looking to come back, that might intrigue him. And if he's weird, which he is, like Aaron Rodgers, like Aaron Rodgers is one of the weirder guys in the NFL, um, maybe, you know, you play him and he looks really solid and then he's the cornerstone or he's the quarterback of the future for you. Um, either way, I think it answers a question that has been looming or is in the back of their heads, like, who's our, like, what's our, uh, retirement plan for Rogers looking like so, um, I like that hypothetical Jordan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think yeah, I think they should. I don't think they will, like I said, but um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see like if he stays with them and and takes over long term or not. I would. 
Oh, oh, sorry. Kind of fucking my mic here. I would personally like to see him take over long-term in Green Bay. Uh, there's a reason that they kind of spent that high of a draft pick on him. And while it may lead to their downfall with the Rodgers era, it could birth like a whole new era of uh, Jordan Love in Green Bay. And I think that's, at the end of the day, what is going to happen, whether it happens next year uh, or even the year after. I still think you got to get this kid ready because – He's been waiting for his chance for Rodgers to finally slip. And I think right now is it. So if I'm Green Bay coaching staff, I'm giving Jordan Run some love to end the season. Yeah. I think you have to do it. Uh, Max, you any more thoughts on that? Nope. Can we go to NBA? Yeah, let's go to the NBA. Let's talk about the Boston Celtics. I feel like we do it every weekend for, honestly, really good reason. Uh, I was at the game on Wednesday. Celtics Mavericks on ESPN. Don't know if any of you guys tuned in. If so, I probably was on TV. Uh, it was causing some problems at the arena, but it was a great game. Fucking Celtics seemed to be dominating it from start to finish. Like, I think I got in my seat and we were already up like 10. And then we just hit cruise control oh, yeah. the rest of the game. Uh, the Jays are proving to be the best duo in the NBA, and it's not relatively close at the moment. Uh, the way our defense is playing has been incredible, too. We're kind of seeing flashes of last year's defense without even without Rob Will currently. Um, but Luka was unbelievable, man. Luka had 44 I mean, he's a fucking showstopper. He is ridiculous. Yeah, that's sort of the that's the Mavericks thing. <clears throat> they rely on Luca, but they don't have enough surrounding talent to get them over the hump, and they have a pretty awful defense. So, um, it's just they're I I don't I think they're going to be they're not going to be an easy out in the playoffs, but I don't see them going very far. Uh, the Celtics coming off that insane they completely fucked uh charlotte last night um bad like badly blake griffin badly. badly blake they almost put up 170 they were like and they came, it was yeah. insane um they're the best team in the league right now and we're missing our biggest player in terms of like defensively our most important and most impactful player and rob will um should be back christmas day hopefully um yeah the celtics team is they're fun to watch they're deep they're shooting they're shooting like a, a record from three like they're shooting like ridiculously um so that's a part of it too like they'll they'll regress a little bit because they're completely out of their minds right now shooting wise but when they regress hopefully it's they start doing so by the time right around when rob will gets back so they get better defensively so it doesn't even matter um but right now i'm i'm loving this team and i actually um i feel great about them and i think I'm just praying, dude. I think this could be our year. I know it's early, but I think this could be our year. Yeah, that just gave yeah. me the chills. You saying that just gave me the chills. <laughs> I think, and I'll and dude, we'll all be in the area. We'll all be home this time. We'll It'll be, be fucking yep. awesome. Yeah, it 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 will be awesome to watch this playoff run this year. Um, but yeah, Celtics, like you said, Max, they're shooting the shit out of the ball. They're the number one offense in the NBA right now, which doesn't surprise anyone. Um, they are only the 14th best defense though. So, like you said, Max, like. If we if we do start come down to earth on offense a little bit, um, we do have to get a little better on defense, and hopefully Rob Will does that. Um, but shout out to Joe Missoula, dude, for for coming in, um, you know, unexpectedly and being able to you know keep the the chemistry so high. Ball movement looks great. Um, you know, no egos, like just everything flowing perfectly. So yeah, super excited about this team. Um, I still like there's still that looming thing of like. I just don't know if we can beat the Bucks fully healthy. That that's the only thing that bothers me. I think we can beat anyone in the West, um, in in the championship if we come up against them, and I think we can beat the Bucks. Like I think it's possible, but would I pick us to beat the Bucks in a Eastern Conference Finals with you know Middleton, Giannis, and Drew fully healthy? I don't know. It's it's just gonna be tough. It is. It really is, and uh, that's that's like literally the only question I have with this team. Uh, it's. We're playing so well on offense, and we have to come back to down to come back down to earth eventually. And I think we will. But once we get Rob Will back, and and I know he's supposed to come back Christmas Day, but I'm still not rushing him coming back at all. Like I have no problem with waiting until middle of January, even like after All Star break. It, like if we keep winning games like this, we keep playing the way we are on offense. And <clears throat> like Jordan said, we only have the 14th best defense, but you do see flashes of you know, the defense of last year and the fact that we're playing a little faster, um, you know, obviously lead, you know, factors into into uh, how many points we're giving up. But, 
yeah, this team is this team's destined for a title run. We just made it. Everyone's fucking hungry. Everyone is ready to win. Joe Mazzula has just come in and done a phenomenal job, like Jordan just said, where, you know, this culture is just a winning culture. There's a different energy in the garden. When you go to a game, it's like from the tip to the, like, last buzzer, everyone's into it. Seats are fucking packed, sold out. Everyone's so excited to watch this team play. You know, it's giving me 86 Celtics vibes, where it's like everybody is just coming every night to watch this Boston Celtics team play, and everyone's so excited to watch them. Give me 86 Celtics vibes. Does it remind you of 86 a little bit? <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, no, it reminds me of 86. I was there. Going to the old yeah. garden? Yeah, at the old Yeah, garden. banging Dude, on fucking heaters up, up top with obstructed views. Yeah, those, yeah. Were the, those were the days. Yeah, back when you would sweat in the summer games because there was no AC. Those were the days, boys, let me tell you. Um, Yeah, is there any other NBA you want to talk about? I mean, overall, like, I, the Celtics have just been dominating my mind when it comes to NBA. Like, I just, I, let's, let's I do have, a, let's do NBA on, on the love. Yeah, well, let's, we'll do yeah, NBA we'll do on the, the love cast. We, we have our uh, quarterly stock reviews. So, uh, yes. we head over to the love cast to kind of get our NBA analysis because, you know, I've, I've like just been dominant. My mind has been dominated by the Celtics. They are all I've been watching. Um, and so I haven't really been paying the league. Rest of the league, much mind. No, let's not talk about the Knicks. Uh, my roommate just suggests we talk about the Knicks. We can for a little bit. They're just nope. ten. They're ten and eleven, and oh, they're yeah. just the most average team in the NBA. So we're they're so really... boring. Have you ever watched a Knicks game? They're so. I haven't. Why, why? Why? I don't know why I would watch a Knicks game when I can just watch a Celtics game. I have a question. Like, R.J. Barrett washed. Uh, R.J. <laughs> Barrett. R.J. Barrett is is not washed because he's twenty five, but he is he's definitely shooting like ten percent from three. Yeah, he's, he's not looking good. Uh, roommate said he's 22, so we have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Wow, that's, that's you are only off by a year, but I mean, no, he looks I said 25. He looks, oh, you said 25, I thought you said 23. Jesus, all right, yeah, let's leave him wanting more, boys. Let's wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, that was a great oh, way to end, left. The, end the NBA segment, and uh, honestly, the show, it's a great way to end the show. Um, we kind of just a little quick episode, make sure we get it out to you guys for this week. Uh, that's on me personally, I will take all the blame for bailing on last week. I just got overwhelmed with being home, seeing everybody, seeing it was a great time. Uh, and unfortunately, couldn't get the episode up. But that's the episode with Max and Jordan. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in as always. Make sure to download, follow the pod, recommend to a friend. And uh, yeah, let's do this thing. Blow it up.